And that ain't even talking about the rapture. That ain't even talking about before rapture. So if it's already happening like that now, how close are we to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? If it's already taking place, some of this stuff's already taking place like it is tonight. Man, I'm telling you, how close are we tonight to the coming of the Lord Jesus? You say, Brother John, what should I do? One, if you ain't saved, get saved. One, if you're saved, serve the Lord. Give Him all you got. Live for God. Give Him every drop of energy you have, every bit of your life. Hey, give Him all you've got. Hello and welcome to the Victory Bible Podcast. Thank you for deciding to listen today and be a part of our listening family. We pray that everything is a great blessing to you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Brother Henry, for singing with me. Amen. Amen. Made me sound better. Amen. I like I like here. Amen. Thank God for amazing grace. Amen. Absolutely amazing. Amen. Amen. If you take your Bible to Revelation chapter number 6, Revelation chapter number 6, we looked at the first seal and we looked at the white horse rider. And tonight, the Lord being our help, we're going to look at, uh, we're going to look at the second seal and the red horse rider. Amen. We're going to look at, look at what does this mean? What, what does all that mean? We looked at last week about the white horse rider. There's one thing I didn't tell you. I told you that the, uh, I, I, I tried to cover everything, but one was this, is that, uh, the first beast is the the first one of the four is the one who told who told him about it and the first beast is found first in uh revelations four verse seven and the first beast was like a lion so the first one is the lion that told him and I say that because here in a little while we're going to look at the second beast but anyway but uh, man I'm enjoying this study I pray that it'd be a blessing to you but let's look at verse number three and verse four. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. And like I said, if Lord help me, I want to preach on this thought. The second seal... And the red horse. Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us come to church tonight, dear God. Thank you for the Spirit of God we already felt. Thank you for the great song that Alex just sung a little while ago. Thank you, God, that you are great God Jehovah, God. Uh, God all by yourself. You don't even need me to be God. You're God all by yourself. And uh, God, I'm glad for who you are. God, you're God alone. God all by yourself. I pray, dear God, that you'd help us, dear God. Thank you for the, th- the song we sung a little while ago for amazing grace. Thank God for the amazing grace of God. Lord, thank you for the congregations we sung, God. Thank you for, God, just time to pray around the altar, dear God. Thank you for just letting us go to church, God. What a privilege, what an honor to be at the house of God. For our Lord, and to worship, dear God, the one who alone is worthy, God. There's nobody else worthy like you are. Lord, I pray, dear God, you'd help me, dear God, as I preach this thought tonight. Make my preaching clear and make it powerful and let it help people. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. 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 The second seal and the red horse rider. This red horse rider, if I was going to tell you what he represented, the first rider represented the Antichrist. Uh, The second rider, the red horse rider, he represents war. That's what he represents. His whole, his whole, uh, everything about him is about war. And I got to look at right here in verse number, verse number three. The Bible said, and when he had opened the second seal, 
<coughs> I heard the second beast say, come and see. And it's always the one opening the seal is Jesus, and the one saying something's the beast. Amen. So right here I, found, I wrote down this. The first of all, the seal is broken. Gets broken by the Lamb. And every time we read the seal is open, it ought to bring you back the fact that there ain't but one that's worthy to open the seals. That's what he said over there in first I'm just saying first John for some reason. But Revelation five, down there in verse number five, he said, One of the elders saith unto him, Weep not, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. He, it ought to, every time we read that it says that he opened the seal, it ought to take you back that he was the only one worthy to open the seal. He is the only one worthy tonight, too. Amen. He's always worthy. I love him, don't you? Amen. In fact, this whole book of Revelation, don't forget, this is not a book to reveal the future to you. That ain't what it's for. At the very beginning of the book tells you exactly what the revelation is of. It says the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. It reveals his, him as the lamb all the way through the book. He's the lamb that's been slain. But he's the lamb that's alive now. Amen. He's the lamb that's going to have a supper. He's the lamb that's got wrath. He's the lamb that's going to have a rapture. He's, a, he's the lamb. Thank God for the lamb. In fact, that's what John said. He saw him at a long distance. He said, Behold, the lamb of God which taketh away. Don't hide it for a year. Takes it away. Behold, the lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm glad of that because I'm part of the world. I'm glad I took my sin away. Amen. But the seal's broken. But now look at this. The second beast begins to speak. The seal's broken. The second beast begins to speak. Verse number three, the Bible says, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And I was reading behind some commentaries. I really don't like what, men, what some of these men say sometimes. Man, it gets on my nerves. They love to correct this King James Bible. And it gets on my nerves so bad. I love this King James Bible. You're not going to shake me off of this King James Bible. I believe in a Bible with blood in it. Don't you? Life, life, listen, life is in the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And if there's not blood in this book, then there ain't no life in this book. And because there's blood in it, there's life in it. Amen. But I got to look at here at verse 3. And I was reading behind a commentary. He said, he said, every time it says come and see, the word come ought to be omitted. He said, because he's already in heaven. Can I, can I give you some redneck? I mean, this is redneck. And I don't know how in the world a redneck can get this. Man. But college ed educated, ignorant people. No, college people ain't ignorant. Miss Hannah, I ain't talking about all them people go to garden away, probably really good, smart people. But I'm talking about they some that's been so educated they don't know nothing. Amen. They said, come or to get gone. Just take that off. He's already in heaven. I thought, well, that's kind of like saying well, I'm already at church. But if I need to talk to Maddie back there, she might say, Daddy, can you come here? Amen. Hello? You know, that don't make no sense to me. Hey, you've got to be ignorant not to get that. And the beast might not be standing beside of him. That blows my mind. I don't understand. I mean, I'm telling you, I've read behind three commentators, and all three of them kept saying that word ought not be there. You've got to be an idiot not to get that. 
If you're off air, Brother Tony, and I won't talk to you privately, I'm going to say, come here, Brother Tony. Amen. And that's beast is saying, hey, come here, I want to show you personally what's going on here. But anyway, we'll move on. But I'm just telling you, don't let anybody correct your King James Bible. It is accurate. It is right. There ain't nothing wrong with it. It just takes the Holy Ghost and good common sense. And if a person ain't got that, they ain't going to get very far no way. Amen. Amen. Listen to this. He said, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. Well, what's the second beast? We read there in verse number seven. About, uh, Revelation 4, verse 7. He said, The first beast was like a lion. That's the one who told him the first, about the first seal and about the white horse. He said, The second, second beast, like a calf. Well, I, I will tell you this. And the third beast had, the, had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Somebody said the lion is, is the king of all predators. Calf is the king of all domesticated animals. Man is the king of all animals, period. Amen. And then a flying eagle, we're not animal, but you know what I'm saying, uh, mammals or whatever you want to call it. We're the, we're the king of creation. Amen. But then also the, the flying eagle is the, is the king of the air. Amen. So he's, king, he's king. He's surrounded by kings. But if you notice, every one of them kings that surround him, bow when he goes to showing himself who he is and go to worship. And amen. All kings. Because he is king of kings. And lord of lords. Listen to this. The second beast is like a calf. Uh, but I got to read, not, not only that, but let me give you this. Uh, a swift battle. It's a swift battle battle. We read in verse 2 the Bible said, and I saw and behold a white horse and and he that sat on him had a bow and like I said last Sunday night last Wednesday night that when he, that when he got on that horse he did not have an arrow, he only had a bow because the Antichrist is going to come uh, declaring a false peace a peace that everybody thinks they can trust in and that everything's going to begin to get better and it ain't. And in fact, it's going to be a swift battle that takes place. Even though the world would love to say, boy, it's going to get better. We have got, we have got the leader now. We've got the one who's got it all figured out. We've got the one come on the scene that's got all the answers. And it's going to look like they got peace. It's going to look like they got safety. It's going to look like everything's all right. But it is not all right. But they think it is. They're going to think it is. The Antichrist comes with promise and peace, but it's a false peace. Right here in 1 Thessalonians 5, you want to take your Bible to 1 Thessalonians 5 with me? We ain't going to turn about two more places. But 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 1. But of the times and the seasons, but of the times and the seasons, Brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. By the way, every time you see the word day of the Lord in your Bible, it's talking about the tribulation period. It's talking about that. That'd be a good thing if you ain't got that wrote down somewhere or you don't know what that is. Uh, you might already and you might be way smarter than me on all this. But if you don't know, it'd be good for you to write it down. Remember, every time you see the word day of the Lord, Old Testament or New Testament, is always talking about the tribulation period when the Lord comes wow. and brings His wrath on this earth. Yeah. 
But I, I got to look at this. He, he says this. He said, so cometh as a thief in the night. Then he says, for when they shall say peace and safety. That's the Antichrist coming and saying, hey, it's going to be peace. Hey, I got all the answers. Hey, we're going to be safe now. Hey, listen, all these promises of peace, I believe there'll be treaties signed by everybody around the entire world that there'll be no more war. I believe the Palestinians will leave Israel alone for a little while and decide that they believe that that's okay. We'll just go ahead and, and make promises and, and we'll, we'll make sure that we're not going to do any more war for a while. But it won't take but a moment of time almost. And that treaty and all that will be broken. It will be over. And it will be war everywhere. Amen. According to the Bible. I believe the Bible, don't you? Amen. He said, for when they, when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. Boy, I'll tell you this, when a woman's having a child or a baby, you better, you, you can't plan everything in the whole world expecting that everything's going to take place like you want it to. I remember me and Malia was getting ready to have a Maddie's birthday and Noah, uh, oh, he just decided to, to, to make his appearance on the same day. Amen. It was the same day of her birth and we decided we was going to have a birthday time and just have, spend a good time with her at the park and, and Malia said I, I, I believe we might we might have to cut it short yeah. I, said, I said what do you mean said, I believe we're going to have a little baby here in a little while amen and we end up, we end up exactly right she ended up having a baby amen uh, but I, I tell you I say that to say this you might be planning a whole lot of stuff hey but the coming of the Lord will not come according to your plan or my plan it comes when he wants it to come in fact no man knows the hour no man knows the day they don't even know the month or the year amen nobody knows but he is coming. Right. Right. I, I listen to this. He said, he said, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child. And listen to this statement. And they shall not escape. They are not getting out of it. And nobody's getting out of it. If they wasn't saved at the moment of rapture, Ain't nobody getting out of it. Nobody's getting out of what I'm preaching on tonight. If, if, not, if somebody's never been born again, I really feel like a Wednesday night crowd probably everybody been saved. But if you hadn't, ain't no way you're going to get to go on this. But if you are saved, praise God, we're going. Amen. We're getting out on the rapture. We're getting out on the come up hither, and we ain't going nowhere but up. Amen. If you're listening live, you, you do not get to go if you do not know. If you don't know Jesus, you do not get to go on this trip. And you will not escape it. Yeah. Let me give you this. There's a series called Left Behind. And I'm not, I'm not against Left Behind tonight. Don't take me wrong. I think it got some good... I believe it's some good shows and all that. But don't forget there's one thing in there that's very bad doctrinally wrong. You cannot, I mean cannot get saved after the, after the rapture. If you have heard a clear presentation of the gospel, you have no chance of getting saved during the tribulation period. Not one at all. Second Thessalonians. Listen to this. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. 
I want to give you what the Bible says. Because it doesn't matter what the preacher says. What's the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Hey, in fact, I believe every church ought to be like the church of Berea when Paul was preaching. The Bible said Paul would preach and they'd take their Bible home and search out what he said and find out whether the preacher was right or not. Hey, it'd be good to take your Bible and figure out whether the preacher's right or not. Amen. Second Thessalonians 2. Listen to this. Verse number 8. And then shall the wicked be revealed from the Lord, I mean whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And by the way, the Antichrist is going to have power to do light and to do wonders. And, he's going to have power, and by the way, they're called lying wonders because they ain't true. Just like everything about him. He's got false peace. He's got false everything. He's a counterfeit of the real Jesus. Amen. In fact, ain't it going to be amazing. I got to think about this the other day. We believe that Jesus has already come. But you know there's a group called the Jews that have never met Him yet or have never been saved. They have never trusted Christ. Hey, some of them have been saved and they believe that Messiah, the real Messiah, Jesus Christ, has already come. But hey, some of them are still looking for Him. And this Antichrist coming is going to absolutely fool a lot of them. That He's Him and He ain't. Listen to this. And I believe it's going to be very simple. I don't believe it's going to be difficult to do it. Listen to this. Verse 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. So he said these are people who've rejected the love of the truth. They've rejected the gospel. That means a man who sat in a church service and said, no, I don't want to be saved. A lady who sat in a church service said, no, I do not want to be saved. Young people, if they've come to the age of knowledge of the truth, and they said, no, I do not want to be saved, that day will not be escaped. They will be in it. They'll have no other chance to be saved. You say, why? Listen to the next part of these verses. And for this cause, what cause? Because they rejected the love of the truth. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusions and that they should believe a lie. And God will allow them to believe the lie of the Antichrist and to die and go to hell because they rejected the Son of the living God. I'm telling you when they get time, when it gets time for judgment, it gets time for the tribulation period, they shall not escape. He said, Brother John, what can we do about it? Win people to Christ. Win people to Jesus. Witness to everybody. Tell everybody how to be saved. Show them the love of God. Show them compassion. Be that Bible verse said in Jude 22. And if some have compassion, making a difference. God help us do that. I told you 1 Thessalonians 5 tells us there that he's saying peace and safety, but then sudden destruction. We say, hey, you get that out of Revelation 6. I'll tell you how, what I've what I seen in that Revelation 6, verse 3. The Bible says it. Or verse 4. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat there on to take peace from the earth. No, no more had the white horse got out, to, got out the gate, going down to the earth. And all of a sudden, the very next seal is broken. 
And then all of a sudden, here comes the red horse. It, it wasn't even but a little bit of time. It wasn't much time passed. I don't believe between verse number 1 through 2 and, and now all of a sudden 3 through 4. I'm telling you, now it was the white horse and now here comes the red horse of war. And I'm saying that to say this. I don't know. Some people say it's going to be three and a half years of peace and three and a half years of war. I don't know that you can really say that biblically. I do not know how long it's really going to be. But I do know this. It'll be a swift transition. It'll go quickly into war. It'll look like peace. It'll act like peace. It'll be a lot like peace. But all of a sudden it'll change. And this world will be turned upside down with war on every side. Amen. God help us. It's right. Swiftly war's going to take place. You say, well, how do you see in these verses? Listen to what the Bible says. You find that in, this, in these verses that he's saying that he's going to give peace. He's going to be peaceful because he's got no, he got no arrow in his bow. He's going to conquer peacefully. But then you find here in the next verses, in verse 4, this angel's got a sword in his hand. Or this, this, this writer's got a sword in his hand. And he's sent to take peace from the earth. He said to take away every bit of peace. He said to make it absolute chaos everywhere. He said to make to take away every peace that there is in a man, a woman, a boy, or a girl's life. Take away all peace from this earth. That's saying something. That's saying something. I ain't preaching on this tonight, but I will tell you this. I'll tell you what's an amazing thing. They say on this earth that wind blows, atmosphere wind. We never feel it. You may not feel the wind blow, but there's always an atmospheric wind of some kind on this planet that you may not feel, but it's blowing. But yet you ever been thank you, Noah. But you ever been you ever been working and all of a sudden the wind's been wind was blowing? And all of a sudden it says like the wind completely stops blowing. Maybe y'all don't feel this way, but when I, that happens, I feel a little eerie about that. I'm like, well, that's a little weird right there. That feels different, that wind not blowing at all. I mean, it was just blowing good. Could you imagine even the winds you can't even feel with your body and this world standing still with no wind blowing? That's going to be an eerie feeling. All I know is I'm glad I ain't going to be here, ain't you? Amen. Listen, I'll tell you this. If you say, Brother John, I, I know we're going through the book of Revelation, but that don't apply to me. i tell you what, though. It's good to know what's going to be going on. And you know what, more than anything, if nothing else, we ought to be hanging from the chandelier. we got chandeliers now. You ought to be hanging from some chandeliers. Just fix them when you get done. But anyhow, hanging from the chandelier saying, praise God, I ain't going through that. Amen. Hey, yes. <laughs> Listen to this. Verse, uh, verse number four again. I, I thought about, I said the swift battle. It's going to happen quick. It ain't going to take long. All of a sudden it's going to change from peace to a battle, to a struggle, to war. The Bible says a struggle begins there. First number four, the Bible says they should kill one another. He said to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another. Can I tell you, this, this man riding this horse is not, is not even going to have to damage the people. They're going to kill one another. They're going to kill one another. I mean, I started to write down stuff about America, and I got thinking. I got thinking as I got to writing stuff about America. I thought, you know what? I love America. Don't get me wrong. And I, I love that flag. I love our nation. I love everybody's fault for our country. But this is bigger than America. 
This right here is bigger than America. This concerns the entire world at one time. This concerns the entire world, not just America. Boys, I got to reading this. That means this. That means over there in, over there in Asia, down there in Mexico, every continent, every state, every place, people are going to be killing each other. A worldwide war. Not a nationwide civil war, which we're almost there, to be honest with you. We're so close to civil war, it ain't even funny. We're so close to civil war, it ain't, even, it ain't even a joke anymore. It's not even, it's not even funny no matter. We're there. We're close. Yep. He said, what you going to do? Keep preaching, keep praying, and keep soul winning. Amen. Yeah, man. Amen. Yeah, man. We're going to go crazy if we want to. I'm going to live for God. Amen. Amen. I'm saying this. This world's, got, this world's ready for war. This world, they hate one another. I was looking at it today. You know Russia hates America. Yep. Do you know China hates America? I'm talking about hates America. Despises America. That's, that's, that's what it is. It's exactly what we're, we're in a mess. Man, I'm telling you, North Korea hates us. You're right, Iran hates all that crowd. They hate us. They hate us. If you think America can't be turned into a third world country in a heartbeat, you're wrong. The only thing, the only thing, Keeping America from going down is God. The only reason America is not a pile of ash heaps is because of God. And I'll tell you one other thing it is, because the Bible says that we're the salt of the earth and we are preserving America. It may not seem like it. They may hate your guts and they may hate mine. But what they don't realize is the church of the living God is preserving this world and this country from burning to the ground because God is watching the church. Amen. Amen. And sparing America. Amen. Boy, it's going to be war. Struggle's going to begin. They're going to kill one another. The Bible says not just that, but in verse number four, we see a strong battle. In these verses, you say a strong battle. Listen to what it said. The Bible said, and there was given unto him a great sword. And I agree with one writer what he said about this. He said this. He said it was a great sword. That word great, uh, he, was, he was emphasizing the death of man. He was emphasizing this war was going to take so many lives of so many men. So many people are going to die because of this war. But listen to this. Not, not only that, not only a strong battle, but let me give you this streaming blood. Streaming blood. I mean, that sounds awful, but it's true. There's going to be a blood bath in the book of Revelation. Me and John June was talking about it one night and we was out there in front of the church talking about it and said, ain't it amazing that it seemed like all, all other birds seem like they die off, but man, vultures just get, I mean, not vultures, but them old uh, buzzards just get more and more all the time. Crows get better and more and more of them, bigger and bigger, all that. He said, why is that? They're, right, they're, they're, they're carnivorous. Them birds eat anything. Them birds eat whatever you throw in front of them. So why is God allowing that to happen? Here's my personal opinion. They's getting ready to one of these days come on Armageddon. 
And God is going to feed all the armies of God and the blood is going to rise to the horse's bridle and the birds of the air are going to eat that flesh. He's letting them birds grow up in great numbers because there's going to come a day when all the enemies of God will be defeated, blood will be as high as the horse's bridle, and them birds will have a feast that day on the blood of man, the flesh of man. That's exactly what's going to happen. God help us, but it's going to happen. He said, where do you see the streaming blood? Listen to this. The Bible says there in verse number 4. And there went out another horse that was red. I believe red represents the fact of the blood of war. War costs something. Amen. And by the way, thank God for every man that has ever shed his blood for liberty in this country. Thank God for that. But I'm telling you, this is going to be a war that ain't nobody going to win. Because they end up not only fighting themselves, but they end up trying to fight the Son of the living God. And he comes back and with the, just the sword of his mouth, defeats all the enemies of the devil. All the enemies of him, all the devil, all the beasts, and across all of them will die. Amen. 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 We're going to win, praise God. In fact, I already have. Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let me give you this Revelation 14. Revelation 14, verse number 20. I, I was looking this up a little bit. I know I, I, I think when we was outside, I preached a little bit on this one day about, about just the, uh, the blood, trampling through the blood. Jesus was going to trample the blood of men. That's what the Bible says. It ain't because he hates people because he's given them every chance he can give them. He can't give them no more chances than what he's gave them. He died for man. He shed his blood for man. So man would not go through this. So when it gets to this point, there's no point of return. There's no mercy going to be had. God ain't changing none of it. He will trout out the winepress and the wrath of God. And the blood of man will be shed. The Bible says in the winepress was trodden without the city. And blood came out of the wine press, even under the horses' bridles, by the space of a thousand and six hundred four furlongs. That's a long ways. You say, how long is that? Well, I believe this to be so that they're saying the reason he said only one measurement was because he was meaning it to be square. Because he only said one measurement. He said he said it was going to be a thousand six hundred furlongs. And I got writing that down. I thought, well, what is that in, in feet? What's that in miles? Well, what is that? That's 22 miles long. And that's 22 miles wide. And up to the horse's bridle. I thought, well, how high is a horse's bridle? And they said the average horse's bridle is somewhere around 60 inches. It's almost five foot. Right at five foot. Five foot. Blood five foot high. 22, 22 foot long and 22 foot wide. Blood that high and blood of men that deep in war. That's an awful thing. That's a terrible thing. Boy, I got to look at this. Man's, man, every man himself don't hold but a, a gallon and a half of blood in their entire body. If I read that correctly, 1.5 gallons of blood in every man, woman, boy, girl's body, most time average anyway, to an average adult. Holds about a, a gallon and a half. But anyway, I got to look at that blood and thinking about a man spilling his blood. These men are these men are at war. And they're at war against God. But could you imagine a blood streaming that long? And you say, is war really involved? Oh my goodness. 
War is so involved in these verses. This man, this man is coming riding this red horse and bringing in war like we've never seen ever before. There's never been bloodshed that much before. I don't know that all the war. I don't know this, and I didn't try to add all this up. But I almost wonder whether all the wars we've ever had have ever added up to that many people dying. I don't know, but I'll just tell you this. My soul, what a, what a terrible day. What an awful day in the world it will be. And by the way, I say it's bigger than America. It's bigger than America. And can I give you this for just a minute? The last battle's not going to be fought with a plane. Last battle is not going to be fought with an aircraft or with a, a tank or with a, last, last, last battle's going to be fought on horseback and on foot. I believe that. They're right now testing stuff to figure out how to how to bomb one little area and blow out everybody's signal for Wi-Fi and everybody's power and everybody's any any internet connection you could have to get out to the outside world so they could destroy you in a moment in one spot. Yeah. Amen. You say that's scary, brother John. It might be. We got a God bigger than they are. Amen. You say, what about technology? Who gives a rip about technology? That Bible told me in Psalm 91, He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. He's a God that's got it all under control. I'm going to go to bed good tonight. I ain't worried about her, you. <laughs> I ain't no need to worry about it. God's got under control. He don't need your help. He don't need you staying up worrying about it with Him. You go to sleep, let the shepherd take care of it. Amen. Somebody said, don't don't count the sheep, talk to the shepherd. Amen. That's for a whole lot better sleep. Amen. But let me give you this. Matthew 24, verse 6. And I'll be done. Matthew 24, verse 6. And I'll be through. Praise the Lord. Look at this right here. 24 verse 6. Matthew 24 verse 6. By the way, if you read Matthew 24 and verse 25, or Matthew chapter 24 and chapter 25, if you've ever taught it any other way or preached any other way, I'm not, I'm not condemning you tonight. Not at all. Because I've done it myself a bunch of times. But I tell you, Matthew 24 and 25 is not talking about the rapture. And I can say that service you want me to. Matthew 24 and 25 is not talking about the rapture. Matthew chapter 24 and 25 is talking about, uh, talking about after that, talking about the great day of the Lord, talking about the tribulation period, talking about all that. It ain't talking about rapture. And I know it may sound like it, but I'm telling you, that ain't what it is. Some of it sounds like it. Uh, there's one where it says one man will be in a bed, other be taken, other be left. There's more than one resurrection. There is. I'm telling you, this Bible, it's a deep book. It's a deep book. Wonderful book. That's why it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. Workmen need not to be ashamed. Because this book is, to rightly divide this book, you've got to study this book. God help us. I want to be a student. I still, I ain't never become no professor. <laughs> Brother John, I ain't a professor tonight. But I'm still trying to be a good student. But listen to this. Matthew 24, verse 6. Remember, it's talking about the tribulation period. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. You think about a person in the tribulation period picking up this Bible and reading that verse. 
And I thought about that day when I was reading this. I thought about that and tried to imagine that. Could you imagine being in the midst of the tribulation period, hearing wars everywhere? You hear rumors of wars everywhere. You're seeing wars everywhere. He said, oh, it's the end's coming. The end's coming. The end is coming. Finally, it's going to be over. What did he say this? He said, the end is not yet. I ain't done yet. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to read that. I don't want to read that verse during tribulation period and be a lost man. I wouldn't want to read that and be a lost person in the tribulation period, knowing that it ain't over yet. It's just begun. But listen to this. I wrote down this. I believe we can we can all praise the Lord on this fact. I told you about the seal that was broken, the second beast. Told you about the swift battle. Told you about the struggle that began, the strong battle, the streaming blood. But I believe we're going to be sailing beyond. So what do you mean? We're going to be out of here. We ain't going to be here for this. That Bible said that, that we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. Amen. Caught up. Bible says that that's withholding. It's going to be taken out of the way. That's the Holy Ghost inside of us. And he said he'd never leave me, me, leave me, nor forsake me. And if he won't leave me nor forsake me, he'd have to take me with him. Amen. And you too, amen. And I say I to say this. Listen, Antichrist is going to come, but I ain't going to be here. War is going to take place. And it's going to go as high as the horse's bridle, up to five foot tall, 22 miles long, 22 miles wide. But we will not be here, amen. So I'm looking for a good reason to rejoice at church. That's a good reason to do it. Now, we ain't going to be here for all that. Thank God for that. Let me give you this. If it already says, if it says during tribulation period there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Man, how many rumors of wars have you heard lately? How many wars do you already know that's going on? I think there's 10 right now still going on. I mean, the, the remnant of it left, the little bit of it that's left is still, still kind of being fought in different areas of the world. Still going on. So man, there's wars going on. There's rumors of wars. But ain't nothing like it's going to be then. Man, we've seen earthquakes in Sparta. Pretty good sized earthquakes in Sparta. Hadn't been too long ago, a couple years ago, I was sitting on my front porch, and, or standing on my front porch trying to fix a light. And man, that, that porch started swaying back and forth. And man, I didn't know what in the world was going on. Man, it shook everywhere. And I thought, my goodness, what is that? This earthquake in North Carolina. And the Bible say there'd be earthquake in divers places. And that ain't even talking about the rapture. That ain't even talking about before rapture. So if it's already happening like that now, how close are we to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? If it's already taking place, some of this stuff's already taking place like it is tonight. Man, I'm telling you, how close are we tonight to the coming of the Lord Jesus? You said, Brother John, what should I do? One, if you ain't saved, get saved. One, if you're saved, serve the Lord. Give Him all you've got. Live for God. Give Him every drop of energy you have, every bit of your life. Hey, give Him all you've got. Another's go soul winning. Witness to sinners. Share the gospel. Share the gospel with friends, with family, with everybody you can. Let me take time out and say this. If you got family, 
and you're worried about offending them, they're going to be highly more offended to die and go to hell than they are if you make them a little upset about telling them how to be saved. Now, I'm not saying be ignorant. I know you can be ignorant and soul winning. You, you, can be, you can be crazy. There's some people that lost their mind that go soul winning. Say, so what do you mean? Not focusing on the main thing. They'll walk into a man's, a man's place of living, they'll see a beer in his hand and say, Hey, you put that down, God will save you. I got news for you. God will save him, change his whole life. But you just look, go beyond that point and look at the man dying and going to hell. Amen. 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 I say I have to say this, man. We got a job to do before Jesus comes. We've got a job to do before Jesus comes, and I believe, I really truly believe, He's coming. I really truly believe it with all my heart. I believe it, and I want to give Him all I got before He gets here. I want Him to get here and know that I loved Him and I tried to serve Him. If you would stand to your feet with eyes closed. Thank you again for listening to the Victory Bible Podcast. Look forward to you listening again with us next time. If you're not saved, our prayer is you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ at the end of this podcast. and You pray and ask Him to be your Savior. Our, our prayer is if you're saved and discouraged, you be encouraged. And if you are saved and, man, you're trying to do your very best, we pray that you just keep on keeping on doing what God has called you to do. We love you. May God bless you. Have a great day.